What's the story, everyone? Welcome back to Gaelic Games Fan TV. How are we all getting on? It is the football power rankings. We're going to be ranking every county from 32 to 1 uh, in the country. Obviously, 31 counties plus London. Obviously, Kilkenny don't play senior football. But we're going to be ranking all the all the teams who uh, participate throughout the National Football League, throughout the All-Ireland Talchin Cup, etc. Debating which counties should be in what places. And a be- a basically how this power rankings works usually. Um, it's basically just who's better, like who, who's the better team overall. Obviously, you're taking in recent meetings between certain counties. You're taking in what counties have achieved last year, how counties have started the league. Like there's kind of multiple factors, in my opinion anyway, that um, that sort of rank the, the power rankings. And yeah, these power rankings will be my opinion. Um, and then Matthew is basically going to dissect them and see which ones he disagrees with, agrees with. And we're going to basically just have a chat about every county sort of so far in the uh gaelic football season so uh yeah matthew first of all how's things and i suppose no no football this weekend maybe not the best time to do a power rankings for cork considering the the opening two games but to be fair we will be factoring in in last season as well so it's not just going to be solely on the league this year but uh how's things anyway have you have you gotten over that cork defeat yet or is it still um is it still lingering with you yeah, it's okay, and thanks for having me on again, Aaron. Like, I think probably the best thing that happened to me this week was uh, all the busyness this week. Like, I've um, been uh, upgraded to present uh, the Limerick Voice podcast this week, so check that out tomorrow. I think that should be out tomorrow morning. And uh, a load of assignments this week in terms of uh, reports and things like that, so it's kind of taken my mind off the car class in many ways, but it's still kind of in my head now, and you just want to just forget it. Ever happened and um, tomorrow uh, Saturday now the car hurlers are up against Kilkenny, so hopefully they just boost the mood of the county by winning as well. So um, yeah, the Cigarettes and Cup is another thing that's kind of taken my mind off at their semi-finals tonight. So best luck to UL there against UCD, my own college. So um, yeah, it should be a it should be an interesting video here. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And anyone who's tuning in, like, let us know your your sort of rankings of. Of some of this team of these counties as well so uh so we'll crack into it anyway and we'll first of all we'll look at 32 true to 23 so as you can see here and you know, i've got waterford and 32 london and 31 longford and 30 tipperary 29 limerick 28 carlo 27 wexford 26 leitrim 25 leash 24 and wicklow 23 like when i was putting this together i was like it feels a bit harsh on longford putting them in 30 but at the same time, like they've lost their opening two games of the league. They obviously had a very poor enough league last year. And I, I don't know if you can really justify putting Longford above anyone else right now. But what do you think about uh, about that list there? I'm trying to think. I think I personally put Cardo and Wexford above Leitrim, maybe Limerick as well. I think Leitrim's a bit too high there. Uh, Leash, I think that's fair enough for now. I think they could even rise as, as the league goes on. Wicklow's fair enough. I think the bottom four, I know Longford, I predicted it to go up, but that loss against Tipperary was detrimental last week. So probably the right move to put them there. So um, I think the only qualm I'd have with that one is putting Leitrim so high. I'd actually put Leitrim 28th and I'd put Limerick, Carlo and Wexford all up a place. But that's just my opinion there. But I think the race is all ballpark there. Watford was the obvious one, 32nd. Uh, London again, obvious. Tipperary. Probably hey, because of that win against Longford last week. So, uh, so yeah, personally, Aaron, I think you're overrating Leitrim a bit. But other than that, I think it's spot on. 
Yeah, yeah. Like I, I still think of the like I still rank Leitrim quite highly. Like even though I know they they only played London and Waterford in their opening two games, but like I would fancy them to to get promoted. To be fair, like alongside Leash, I think Carlo will probably be in the mix as well. Maybe, um, maybe Longford might come back into it. Maybe Wexford might be in the conversation. Um, but I, I still do have high hopes for for Leitrim in many ways like they were very close to promotion last season obviously narrowly missed out obviously things went very badly in in the Talshin Cup but I suppose it's one of them where we'll find out more that the season goes on but I'd, I'd still kind of fancy Leitrim to go on a bit of a promotion charge to be honest with you the thing is though in the Talshin Cup last year we're going back to last season on this too they lost I think all three games they lost against New York as well who aren't even in these rankings so I don't get how Leitrim could be higher than the likes of Carlo, Wexford, and especially Limerick. I know Limerick struggled in Division 3 this season, especially, but they were in Division 2 recently to that, as last season for a reason. And you have the likes of Ian Corbett, Derek Kelly, and Fahey. And let's not forget in Division 3, like Antrim are going well at the moment. They lost to them. They lost to Down, which was always going to happen down or superior sides to them. So. Again, to put Leitrim above Limerick, I'm not sure about that one either. Um, maybe above Carlo and Wexford is justified enough, but I think above Le- Limerick is a bit bit far, in my opinion, considering Limerick were in Division 2 last season. Mm. I think it's just how Limerick have started the season. Like I know Down are obviously a very good side, and um, but they, they got absolutely hammered by Down, and then they were beaten fairly comfortably by Antrim as well, like seven points. Uh, it's quite a margin. Like they've, I think they have the worst score difference um, across all four divisions so far after two games, so it's been a it's been a really slow start for Limerick, as you said in the Talchin Cup. They showed a little bit of resurgence last year. Last uh, last season's a difficult one to judge because for a county like Limerick to get up to Division Two in the first place is an incredible achievement, and obviously had everything that happened with Ray Dem- Ray Dempsey and the changes in management. It's just hard to really not really know where Limerick are at, to be honest with you. Like, and I suppose maybe it's the timing of doing these power rankings. Like, if I'm doing these. You know, maybe I might turn this into a weekly thing. Maybe we can we can swap and change these counties around. But I feel like if I'm doing this, maybe in a few weeks, I probably put Limerick higher. But I think it's just on the basis of those two defeats combined with a very disappointing year last year. But yeah, it's it, it, I suppose it'll be interesting to see over the next few weeks. Will do, but the thing is, Limerick need to win a game in Division Three, but. At the same time, I know they are struggling in Division 3, but to put them lower than Leitrim, who didn't get out of the group in the Tactical Cup last year, who've only beaten, let's be honest, the two worst teams in Division 4 so far, I still need a bit more evidence from Leitrim to suggest that they're higher than uh, you suggested. So, um, so yeah, that's, ju- that's just my argument. I just think Leitrim need a big win. They need a win over a Leash, a Wexford, a Carlo, just to boost their confidence a small bit because wins over Watford and London, to be honest, are no disrespect to those counties, but they mean absolutely nothing, to be honest. Yeah, I suppose it is It is early days, all right. And I think Leitrim, I think they have Leash, Longford, and I think Carlo maybe away from home, all in a row. They definitely have Leash and Longford away from home, back-to-back anyway. So that's going to be such a... A huge week for Leitrim. Uh, Ronan says here, Dara Rooney, Leitrim baller. Yeah, he started the season very, very well for uh, for Leitrim, uh, in fairness. And yeah, I suppose it's it's going to be interesting most definitely to see the next couple of games for uh, for Leitrim. Gaelic guys says, Leash better than, than Wicklow, I say. Yeah, like I suppose it's one of them where some counties are probably at an even spectrum, realistically. Um, like there's probably some counties on this list as well that, 
you know, you could probably put them in the, you know, the, the same number. Um, and Leash and Wicklow, I don't think there's a huge amount of difference between them. I think the reason why I went for Wicklow above Leash was just because Wicklow got promoted last year ahead of Leash. I think they beat Leash in the league. I think they beat them the last time they played them in the championship as well. So that's really where my thinking was. But again, if Wicklow get relegated and Leash get promoted, you could then justify putting Leash um, above Wicklow. What would be your take on Leash and Wicklow? Like, would you have Wicklow ranked better than Leash at the minute, or how, how would you go about it? The thing is with Wicklow, though, they're in a higher division than Leash, and they lost the Dome, who are ranked way higher than nearly everybody else in Division 3 by only five points. And they have a player in Kevin Quinn who scored 10 points so far in Division 3. So I think, again, like Leitrim, I need to see a bit more from Leash. I know they beat Long for granted. They beat him. Um, uh, I forget the team now. Oh, Wexford. They beat them last week. But they need to beat more sides in a row, the likes of Carlo, etc. Even more Division 3 teams. Like It'd be interesting, actually, if Leash come up against Wicklow in the Championship and see how that goes. But as of now, I still think Wicklow have probably a better settled team than Leash and have better players than Leash at this present moment of time. Yvonne Darcy, if Kevin Quinn. Like, like the thing is, as well, Wicklow are missing one of their most influential players at Division 3 this year, Mark Jackson. And arguably, if he was there, they might have picked more points up than they have so far. So I still would slightly have a Wicklow above Leash, but just about. Just about, just about, yeah. I think, I think I'd agree with that, in fairness. Next on the list is uh, 21 de- or 22 down to 13. So we have uh, Sligo, 22, Clare, 21, Offaly, 20, Antrim, 19, Kildare, 18, Westmead, 17, Down, 16, Meadera, 15, Kavanagh, 14, and Fermanagh are at 13. Um, thoughts on that? few things here, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, Kildare, yeah, I guess so. Given their performances, you have to put them down 18, don't you? I'd have, personally, I know it's Munster boys, but I'd have Clare above Offaly and Antrim because of their performances over the last few seasons. They beat Roscommon two years ago. They, they still have a good pedigree there. And as well, with all the players they've been missing, they probably should have beaten Westmead, but for a refereeing decision last week as well. So I'd personally have them above both Offaly and Antrim, just below Kildare. Westmead, I'd definitely have above Kildare at this present moment in time. Uh, it's a tough... I'd, I'd actually put Meath, Cavan and Fermanagh above my own county, Cork, right now. I, I would think so anyway. Like, I would just think Meath have a good thing going at the moment. Cavan are in good form, lose it to the all by just a point. And Fermanagh, honestly, by the looks of their performance against Kildare, I just don't... I just In the Tatsu Cup, I thought they didn't really care about the competition. And if they cared enough about it, I think they would have gone on a run in it. So... Yeah, I'd probably make those changes, but I think the main change on that list would be clear about both Offaly and Antrim. Hmm. Yeah, like I suppose between Sligo, Clare, Offaly, Antrim, that like they're pro- they are very hard counties to rank. Like, and if I probably if I had done this a few weeks ago, I think I definitely would have had probably Offaly above Antrim. Like I, I did predict Antrum to to get relegated from Division Three, but given the fact that Antrim, you know, beat Offaly just a couple of weeks ago, I, I do think you'd probably have to put Offaly above them and. Yeah, Kildare, I think at 18, again, like there was nearly a part of me that wanted to put Antrim above Kildare, to be honest. I nearly feel like if they were to play each other tomorrow, I nearly wouldn't be surprised if Antrim beat them, to be honest with you, just given the, the form of Kildare. But at the same time, it is important to remember Kildare were in the last 12 of the All-Ireland last year, were very close to beating Dublin. I still think there is a lot of talent 
in Kildare, they're just obviously on a very poor run this year and probably for the last few years. And in all honesty, yeah, like I was kind of not sure about the Cork. Like I do have Cork in in number twelve, and we'll get onto that maybe in a in a moment. But I just think because Cork were all on quarter finalists in the last two seasons, that that was justifiable enough to put them in there. Like when you look at Mead, Cavan, Fermanagh, like Fermanagh and Cavan have been Halshin Cup teams for the last couple of years playing around Division 3, obviously both promoted. Mead obviously ended up in the Talchin Cup last year as well, had a very poor league. So that's the reason why I've got Cork above them. But again, you could argue with the form of Fermanagh and Cavan this year, that if we're if we if we were to revisit this at the end of the year in a couple of weeks' time, maybe then you'd put them above Cork. But I don't know if, they, if those two counties have done enough just yet. Maybe, maybe Cavan, you could argue, because obviously they won an Ulster title a good couple of years ago. And they probably are used to this level a lot more so than Fermanagh. But I still think those counties maybe have a bit more to do um, this, you know, sort of this season. But it, is, but it is sort of, if you look at the trajectory of this season, probably is looking likely that those counties are going to have a better year than Cork. My argument would say Cork down so low is um, mainly Kildare down in 18 and Cork were 12. And I just think both of those sides are very, very similar. The fact, yeah, Cavan and Fermanagh above Cork, I'd actually agree with that. Um, I, I, I would say Kildare and Cork are in a similar trajectory at the moment. Both have very good players, both have underrated success, both have success in relative, relevant school levels. Both, both of them are struggling badly at senior intercounty, and it's just because of the tactics on the pitch. And I think Cork and Kildare are on, on that kind of same level. The more you say about me, I kind of agree with us. I just think they're a young team that are coming up through the ranks. Watch me in the next few years. You have Oshin Veraku there. You have Rory Kinsella. You have Owen Frayne. Of course, you still have George Morris and um, Matthew Costello all then buzzing around as well. Shane Walsh will be fully fit this year. So I think the potential is unbelievable in Mead at the moment. And a lot of them players are doing well, especially in Sigurdsson level. We'll see Owen Frayne and Rory Kinsella tonight from Maynooth University. De- definitely worth checking out against Ulster University on TG Car YouTube. So... I just think Mead have very good youngsters and maybe in the next few weeks, even this season, you might see them creep up in the next few weeks. But yeah, it's, it's actually a tough one for Mana, for Mana in particular because imagine, Aaron, if they took the Tantan Cup seriously last year. Yeah. Imagine where it would put them. You know, so it's a tough one. It really is. And Cavan, I think Cavan, it's again, it's if supposed to maybe if Cavan had Garrow McKeon and Connor Miner this season, I think they'd be very high on the list. I really think so. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one, but I just think Cork and Kildare so far apart, considering both are in similar trajectories. I think that's a bit off, in my opinion, but I could see why you're putting Kildare donating, especially because of the performance. It's been absolutely diabolical from the Lilywhites. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Daniel says here, uh, to be fair, looking at Leash back in Division 1 and 2, not too long ago, and being in Leinster Finals to show the downfall They've had hopefully a re-emergence from a from a big football and county. Yeah, like I suppose it's like it's it's obviously very early to tell like whether they'll you know ever get back to them levels anytime soon. Um, and to be fair, when you look at Leash history, probably even before the years of you know when Miko was in charge and they, they obviously won a Leinster title in two thousand three, got to the final again again in 04 and 05. pre two thousand and three. Leash, you know, probably weren't weren't at that level so it's going to be interesting to see with leash and fairness over the over the next few years but they could definitely be a, a contender you would say for the touching cup or 
or maybe even uh, dark horses. Uh, Gaelic Ice is maybe Westmead above down and, and Mead maybe. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that because obviously like Westmead won the Talshan Cup two years ago. They were in the All-Ireland Series last year. Um, Mead won the Talshan Cup last season as well. Like realistically, between Westmead down and Mead, I don't really think there's a lot between a lot of them. Um, I think you probably have to put Mead above down given the fact that Mead beat down in the Talshan Cup last year and obviously play in a higher division. Um, so I, I don't know. What do you think? Are West Mead, should West Mead be higher ranked than, than Mead? It's a bit of a difficult one to answer, to be fair. It really is because West Mead can have the players. There's no doubt about that. Ron O'Toole, John Hazelin, they've won and they competed very well in the All-Ireland last year. But like many, like many times with Kildare and Cork, they have the players, but they're very, very inconsistent. Like, if it wasn't for that decision the other day, they would have lost to Clare at home. So, maybe it is just to avoid to put them as low as possible. Like, down, you look at down in Division 3, they're wiping out everybody in this division. And I just think that's enough to put them ahead of Westmead at this present moment in time. And me, I think of a lot of young players coming through and a lot of young players performing at Sigurdsson level and under-20 level. And that will rise them up over the next few seasons as well. So I, I do think Westmead are very good players, but just feel the inconsistency among creep into their game. They lost a few games in Division 3 last year that they shouldn't have, simply. They lost yeah. against Lowell in the Easter Championship as well. And I just feel... They have the players, but it's about consistency and it's about drive. Like down have shown so far in Division Three. Yeah, like what, what's a, what's a realistic am, like ambition or expectation? Do you think for Westmead football this year? Because they're I think they're on the other side of the draw in Leinster, so like there could be a real possibility of getting to the All Ireland series, maybe via Leinster, maybe maybe more so than Division Three. So like there is like there is a strong chance Westmead end up back in in that All Ireland series later in the year. I'm actually not sure the rubrics around the draw, but I'm nearly 99% sure they're on the same side as Kildare. And that wouldn't fear them at all. I think mm. Westmead are definitely capable of beating them. Actually, we haven't mentioned Loud. I know they're on the first page, or one of the top two pages, and definitely rightly so. I'd be interested to see in the Leinster draw, I'd have to double check, what side Loud are on. Are they going to be on the different side of Dublin or on the same side as Dublin? If they're on a different side of Dublin and on the same side as Westmead and Kildare, I think Loud will have enough for both of them counties. But we'll have to see. Like, if Westmead don't have Loud on that side, if they only have Kildare, I think there's a genuine possibility for Westmead to get to an Leinster final. But again, the consistency, they need to get their performance right. If they don't get their performance right, despite the fact that they're playing better than Kildare at this present moment of time, they lose to Kildare if they perform badly. And that's the thing. And Westmead need to keep their performance level up to compete with the top-level teams. Mm. Yeah, just looking at it here, like Loud are on the, side, the same side of the draw as Kildare, Westmead, Wicklow um, and Carlo Wexford, I think. So, um, So yeah, there is, there is a strong chance that Loud could end up back in, um, in a Leinster final again in, in a couple of week's time so we'll just go through uh the the power rankings again so far so and um, we'll start going back here so in 32 was waterford 31 london 30 longford 29 tipperary 28 limerick 27 was carlo 26 was wexford 25 was leitrim 24 was leash and 23 was wicklow let us know any any disagreements any comments on those and this was the next list so 22 was sligo claren 21 Offaly 20th, Antrim 19th, Kildare 18th, 
Westmead 17th, Down 16th, Mead 15th, Cavan 14th, and Fermanagh are in 13th. So let's move on to the, uh, I suppose, the main the main uh, list right here, looking at 12, all the way down to uh, to 1. So we've got Cork in 12th, Loudoun 11th, Donegal 10th, Roscommon 9th, Tyrone 8th, Galway 7th, Armagh 6th, Monaghan 5th, Mayo 4th, Derry 3rd, Dublin 2nd, and Kerry first um we'll get on to like the top four or top six maybe in in just a, a brief moment but um looking looking at that like the i suppose the, the other side from cork down to galway i mean as i said like i, I put cork in 12th mainly because of the fact that i just don't think mead from anna and cabin have done enough yet to justifiably be above cork but loud in 11th donegal 10th i mean would you would you shift any of them around a little bit well, I, I know your opinions and uh, my opinions on Cork. I think everybody would know that. No, I think they should be in the second page, to be honest with you. I think it should be possibly me, possibly Fermanagh in that 12th position. Loud, I absolutely agree, should be in 11th place. And then just to comment about um, uh, Loud, I think someone said that they're more of a team without Sam and uh, they aren't playing above themselves. But the thing is, like, when they came up against in big pressure games last year against the likes of Dublin and Kerry, they folded really, really badly. So that's my worry about load in terms of getting up to the top level. If they could push, I'd say, so not Dublin and Kerry, no, but if they can push someone like a Monaghan or an Armagh or all the way in the championship, they not start to take them more seriously in uh, the championship in general. Yeah, load in the perfect place, I definitely agree. Uh, Donegal or Tint, can you show it again, Aaron, uh, if you don't mind? Um, so Roscommon, ninth, three, yeah, yeah, um, Throne eight, I agree. Galway. The Galway are frustrating, aren't they? They should be in the top six. But they like their performances are very, very poor in terms of uh, getting into that top six or breaking into it. I don't know. I, I might be a bit nice for Galway this year. I'd have them above Armagh, personally. Um, I'd have Mayo, Armagh and fifth, obviously. But, yeah, I, I, I still have belief in Galway. It's kind of nothing, Aaron, isn't it? You want a team. You want a team to do well so much that you're almost bigging them up, and that's me with Galway. I just want them, the likes of Shane Walsh, the likes of Damian Comer, um, Sean Kelly, to excel and be at their proper level where they're supposed to be. Paul Conroy, Kenny McDade, all them players. So I think Galway, honestly, with the players that they have, should be higher on the list. But I could see why you put them in seventh because of the performances that they've given. Um. I think that's the only one, other than uh, Cork, I think that's the only one that I'd probably have a bit of um, an argument with um, out of 12th to 7th. But I don't know what you think about that yourself. I, I just think Galway, with the players that they have, should be trying to break into that top six at least. Yeah, Gaelic always says here, I'd put Donegal above Roscommon and Theron above Galway. I was thinking that originally, but at the same time, I was just thinking back to last year and it's a weird one with Donegal because I think when you when we revisit this at the end of the year, I think you probably do put Donegal above those counties. Like I'd be more confident in Donegal winning an All Ireland this year than Tyrone, Galway, Roscommon as an example. I think Donegal will, will be close. I don't think any of them win an All Ireland, but I think I do think Donegal are closer. But I just think, as in right now, like if you're looking back at last year, Donegal beaten in the last twelve had a, had an awful year. I know obviously it was different management and. And everything else, but it is only two games for Jim McGuinness, so that's that. I think that's the main thing is that it's just it's probably just a bit premature to put them above 
Roscommon, Throne, these teams right now. But at the same time, at the end of the year, like we're probably we probably do have Donegal a lot higher in fairness. Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Like they hammer Cork on the first day. Maybe the game against Cavan properly epitomizes that Donegal still have a lot of work to do to get up to them levels. Oh, you think about that comment even more? It actually put them above to run Ross Common. Well, I personally would anyway. I think they're motoring along nicely. Roy McHugh, Paddy McBrewer, the Ocean Gallon, and you have um, Jimmy in the dugout as well. And that's a big thing. Personally, I still wouldn't put them above Galway just yet. Let's not forget, like, I know Galway have very good players and they they failed to get up to that pedestal. But in the last two seasons, they reached an all Ireland final in 2022 and they were close enough to carry in that game. And as well as that last year, their biggest losing margin in the championship was one point against mm-hmm. Armagh and against Mayo. They were that close. I know they didn't reach a quarterfinal in the end, but it was just them easy beating moments at the end. If they beat Armagh, in that game in Park Shaw McDermott, we could have been talking about a different story. So we just need God, we need to get something right in the last few minutes of games to move up in the pedestal of this uh, ranking. But personally, right now for Donegal, I wouldn't put them above Galway. But thinking about it, I probably would put them above uh, Ross Cameron and Tyrone. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just throwing the, the image back up again. Like it's Galway's problem, maybe the record that they have against the type of teams like around them here. Like obviously they, they beat Armagh two years ago, but lost to them last season when, you know, when they played Monaghan, I suppose they have a decent enough record against Monaghan, but I think we remember Monaghan beating them a couple of years ago to relegate them. The record against Mayo at the moment is really poor. I think Porrick Joyce has only managed, I think two wins against Mayo in both league and championship and his time uh, in charge. Fair enough, they beat Derry in you know in the semi-finals um a couple of years ago. But cha- like championship record-wise against Dublin, against Kerry, um they beat Tyrone last year in in the Super Eights, but or not in the Super Eights in the group stages. But I just feel like their record against a lot of the other bigger teams has been something that's sort of let them down. And yeah, I just I just don't think it's quite clicked yet for for Galway. I, I think that's the the problem and they haven't really they haven't kicked on since that all Ireland semi all Ireland final two years ago. The thing is though with Kerry and this is a staff yeah since um twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen should I say Galway played Kerry twice in the championship and they've won one and lost one. The one they lost was the All Ireland final two years ago. So I don't think like it's almost like they don't fear Kerry Galway. I think would Dublin come up against them I think in the championship particularly I think they feared them automatically. And obviously they beat Derry two years ago in the All-Ireland semi-finals. So hmm. I don't think they're far away. I genuinely don't, Aaron. I just think things need to click for them. The likes of Comer, the likes of Shane Walsh, Robbie Finnerty, and uh, Matthew Tierney. Like, they're quality footballers. They need to be up at the, at the top end each and every year with the semi-finals and all that. And yeah, even look at them six to one, like Armagh, both them, Monaghan. I know Monaghan reached an All-Ireland semi-final last year. And deservedly so, may I add. I know it went to penalties against Armagh, but they deserved to win that day. They were the much better team on the day. But for Galway to be below them, with all the infrastructure put into Galway, I think Galway wouldn't have wanted that in the last few seasons. But for Monaghan, I think it, more so, I think it epitomises how well Monaghan are doing, that we're putting them high up in these rankings. They've done absolutely outstanding. Like, And for those complaining between Cork or Kildare or Meath or Cavan or whoever down the list look at Monaghan look at the population that's there 
and look at the resources they're getting out of these players. It's it's absolutely outstanding. They do it year in, year out. And it's just admirable in many ways and uh, what Vinnie Corey is doing. I thought he'd struggle last season, but to get to all Ireland semi point and not only get to an all Ireland semi point, but not to roll over either, to push Dublin nearly all the way. Like let's not forget before the team rock goal, Dublin were on the ropes against Monaghan. Monaghan were trying their utmost to get back into the game. Dane Rock scores that goal, and that's that, Dane. But it was far from a five-point game, that game. That was an incredible game of football, and Monaghan definitely contributed to that. So, yeah, I think Monaghan, more than anything, are doing absolutely brilliantly. And before we get into the top three as well, but Mayo, look, it's a fair kind of chunk that they're at force. Like, they beat Kerry last year, lost to Dublin in that quarterfinal. They just need to peak at the right time. I still think there's very good players in that Mayo team. Kevin McStay is a good coach. I just think the peaking is the obvious thing. They peaked at the wrong time last year and it cost them badly. Hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And I think there there maybe is a case you could maybe have Monaghan above Mayo. Um, but maybe before we discuss that, like Armagh, I put them in sixth. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't know if I am being slightly generous with, with Armagh. Like, obviously, they got relegated last season from, from Division 1. They've had a good enough start to Division Two, but even at that, they they struggled a little bit against Loud and, and just about got got over the line. Again, as you said, they only they only lost to Monaghan via via penalties. Um, it probably is a like a hard one with Armagh because obviously they've lost a couple of All Ireland quarterfinals in a row, got to an Ulster final last season. Like to be fair, I don't think they're really anywhere near the likes of Derry, Dublin, or Kerry. Um, I think they're you know I don't think they're they're obviously not far off Monaghan, Mayo. But again, I don't think Galway, Toronto, like I really think between probably four down to 10, you know, you, you probably like any of those teams could probably be anyone. And to be fair, Loud could, could have a great crack in any of them as well. And we saw that last year when Loud played Mayo, to be fair. So, mm. yeah, maybe so. But it, maybe it was down to the fact, I think, even looking back at it, because, because um, I stupidly predicted that Loud would put it up to Kerry in that last group game because of their performance against Mayo. Maybe even, in hindsight, it's a beautiful thing. Maybe even thinking back to that, Mayo underperformed in that game. That, that's just an honest um, assumption there. I just think Mayo, there's more in them than that performance against Loud that day. So I think from four to ten, I think, could beat anybody definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if Donegal and ten beat Mayo in four. That's how, you know, this... This kind of section of the power rankings is so close to call. It really is. And then there's an obvious top three, which we'll get onto with a second, I'd imagine. But um, yeah, those sides are very, very close to each other. And I wouldn't be surprised if, as I said, if Johnny Gall go on and beat Mayo this season. Hmm. Yeah, I really don't think there's a lot, but, you know, much between between a lot of them. In, in fairness, uh, Rory says here, do you think Mayo could get the, the Connacht title back? I, I think they definitely have the ability. They definitely have the, the players. I think... It's a strange one because like a lot of us have probably looked at Mayo as the best team in Connacht over the last four or five years. Yet, you know, they didn't win the Connacht title in the last two seasons, lost to Ross Common as well. Um, so lost to Ross Common in, in what the semi-finals last season. So yeah, it's our quarterfinals. So it's been a strange one really with, with Mayo at the best of times. Like if, if they're at their absolute best and they're at their peak in Connacht, I think they're more than capable of winning Connacht but as it's been with Mayo really for the last 10 years or so they just seem to really struggle when they get to Connacht and sometimes when they get into the All-Ireland series they'll find their way and when they get to the semi-final final stage they'll start to click into gear but 
they do always seem to really struggle in in Connacht for some reason. That's the thing, and I just think they need kind of an easy draw to get them going. Someone like a Sligo, someone like London or New York or Leitrim. I think they need those sorts of sides in one side of the draw. Nick Galway, Roscommon beat each other up on the other side. I think Mayo need that kind of look too. No, honestly, they had it in 2021 and then they won Connacht. So I just feel, yeah, it was a tough one for them last year, wasn't it, against uh, Roscommon. And not only that, to play a league finally the week before. And we have to take that into consideration as well. Like that was, you know... I think Mayo would have learned from their mistakes there. Don't go into a league final. Don't go hot and heavy into a league final. And then go into Connacht the next week against Roscommon. That's something that Kevin McSteen needs to learn and fast. But um, I think they're definitely capable of winning a Connacht. There's no doubt about that. They have the players. They have the coach. The mentality is obviously always the thing with uh, Mayo teams. Absolutely, yeah. Like I have Monaghan in fifth, Mayo in fourth. Do you think there's an argument that Monaghan could be above... Mayo, considering like Monaghan did beat Mayo in the league last season, obviously, you know, fair enough, Mayo had already gotten into a league final, so Mayo maybe had nothing to play for, but Monaghan did reach an All-Ireland semi-final as well, uh, in fairness, and they definitely gave a better display to Dub- up to Dublin than, than Mayo did um, in the in the championship. So is there an argument that Monaghan could be maybe above Mayo and, and maybe Monaghan are in fourth instead? You could argue it. But at the same time, I'd still have Mayo above them, simply because it's. It, let's not forget last year, Monaghan were in a similar situation as Dublin are this year, last year. They lost their opening two games in Division 1. So, like, I, I'd still have Mayo. I, I just think the problem with Mayo last year, they peaked at the wrong time. And that was the honest truth of it. If they peaked at the right time, they would have been deep into the championship. But the fact they peaked... At the time of the league, at the time in Killarney against Kerry, I think that was the wrong thing to do. And they paid for it. Uh, whereas Monaghan peaked when it, when it mattered most in the quarterfinals, in the semifinals. And that's how they got more success against the likes of the Armas, the Dublins, all them. So I just feel it's about peak at the right stage. And I think if Mayo peak at the right stage, I think they'd be better than Monaghan on any given day in a quarterfinal or a semifinal. Yeah, Finton says here, Sligo are no pushovers. They're, they're certainly not. And like I have Kildare in, in 18th and Sligo in 22nd, but they obviously drew when they played each other in the in the group stages last season. So I really don't think there's much between, you know, Sligo, Clare, Offaly, um, Kildare, Antrim. And I think you've seen that with some of the, the recent results, uh, fairness. So when we redo this, could very well have Sligo a lot higher. Mikey says dubs are still my number one, Derry two, and Kerry three. Yeah, I suppose that moves on to two the top three then. So Derry three, Dublin two, Kerry in first. I suppose my justification of having Kerry above Dublin, I suppose well, first of all, having Derry in third. Obviously, Derry have had a strong start to the league. They beat Kerry and, and everything else, and it's been a good start for them. But at the same time, you know, they obviously haven't got to an all on final in you know, what, 20-odd years, and when they've come up against Kerry and Dublin in Crow Park in the last couple of years, they haven't been able to get over the line, albeit they were very close to beating Kerry last year. Dublin, obviously, are all Ireland champions, and there is a strong argument you could still have them at number one. And to be honest, it's not even looking at the, the like the early form of the league, because as, as I've said before, I actually don't think Dublin were that bad in the opening two games, um, especially the last game out against Mayo. I just think overall, when you look at Dublin in terms of 
the core group of their players are slowing down, are aging. Like there is an argument that those players mightn't be as good this year as last season. And I think when you look at Kerry, like they've still got all their best players in their prime. And you know, when you look back at that All Ireland final last year, like obviously Clifford misses a couple of chances, but I think Dublin need to be at their absolute best to stop Kerry, whereas Kerry just need to be at their normal level. And I think that's maybe the the, the difference between the two, uh, in my opinion. You could argue maybe that you still leave Dublin at number one for now, and then. You know, at the end of the year, you you revisit it, and if Kerry have toppled Dublin, then maybe you put them above. But what what do you think in regards to that top three? I think you're disrespecting Derry a bit too much. I think there. I know they're only three, but I think they're two personally. I think Dublin are three. I, I yep. just think right now, right as I know, I think Derry look really really good with Connor Glass in the middle, Brendan Rodgers. The thing is with Dublin, they need them older guard players, Cluxton, Fitzsimons, McCarthy, McCaffrey, Fenton, to make the team tick. And as well as that, in midfield, I think if you're going to compare the top three, the B3, let's say, uh, of midfield midfielders there, Derry wipes carrying Dublin. That's just my honest uh, truth of it, with Connor Glass, with Brendan Rodgers. Whereas Dublin only a Fenton, like if you kill him McGuinness, maybe build up a partnership there. And Kerry, Joe Connor, and um, and Barry Dan O'Sullivan are relatively new to the role. Dermot O'Connor, excuse me, is a good enough midfielder, but like they need more midfielders to to you know get a midfield partnership going for Kerry. And I just think Derry's is more settled with Connor Glass and Brendan Rogers. So for me, if that's the that's the thing with it, because most people would have Derry at number three, but out of them three big sides. Derry have undoubtedly the best midfield out of them. And that's the key component on the pitch. So I just feel Derry have to be higher. I'd, I'd have Derry personally at number two. I'd have Dublin at number three personally because I just feel Fitzsimons, Cluxton, McCarthy, they need to be there for Dublin to tick. If they're not there, I don't think the younger players are stepping up as much. And that's the issue for Dublin in a future season or future games this season. And Kerry, I'd have them number one personally. I think if you have Polly Clifford putting the ball in, if you have Shawnee O'Shea at full forward, and you have David Clifford in the corner, that's going to be difficult to stop. That's going to be an unbelievable forward line. I don't think... It, it's almost like Kerry are unstoppable then, if you have those. Mm-hmm. If you have them targets there. I think the main issue with Kerry... I think Jason Foley decent in... in, in Pressure cooker games, in fairness. Thomas Sullivan's good as well. Ty Morley, once he's back at centre-back, is very good. Shane Ryan, that kind of spine in the fence and attack are very good for Kerry. My issue is to make them a perfect team now. They're close to perfect as it is. But I just feel to make them the ultimate perfect team, they need a midfield partnership. The likes of Joe O'Connor and Barry Daniel Sullivan need to state their claim in this team. I think Dermot O'Connor needs to find a position whether it be wing forward whether it be midfield but putting carriers close to perfect as you can get i just i know this is controversial for yourself personally but just feel that Derry are at a higher stage than dublin are right now look at Derry's performance the last thing it's Toronto. it was awesome against Kerry on the first day it was superb i know Kerry were missing david Clifford, body delivered and that has to be taken into account as well but even to go down to trillia and get the win that's absolutely vital as well. So 
or just be this dairy team under Mickey Hart under a kind of a new mentality. I think this dairy team are to be feared this season. Hmm. I, th- I think they definitely are on their on the way. I just don't think they've done enough just yet. I don't think I don't think you can look too much into into the opening two league games and like Dublin obviously did win the, the All Ireland last season. Um, in, in fairness, I can you know if I, I do strongly think if Dublin had played Derry last year in the championship, I think we would have beaten them. I think it would have been close, but I think we just would have narrowly got over the line, maybe in a similar way to how we beat Monaghan. And I'd I'd still be relatively confident Dublin could beat Derry if they played them in the championship later in the year. I think obviously there's a lot that's going to happen between now and then. A lot of games are going to be played. We're going to know a lot more about either side. It's probably going to be group stages involved. So it's going to be interesting to see, obviously, what happens until then. Finton does make a good point here. Have Derry got the panel? Like, if have Derry got the forwards though? You know, because obviously the midfielders, fair enough, I, I do agree. I think Derry's midfield probably is better right now, especially with the fact that we don't really have a partner for Fenton. You could argue James McCarthy probably plays in midfield in the championship and then maybe Jack McCaffrey goes to, to wing back and Owen Merchant comes in as well, Paddy, uh, John Small. But have Derry got the four, like, have Derry got the same quality of forwards overall as as Dublin? Like, that's the... You know, I know they've introduced a few new players, Cormac Murphy, um, Ethan Doherty, but have they got the same sort of ki- killer instinct type players as Dublin have, do you think? I think they have the potential to go that way. Now, Noel Lachlan's a brilliant player as well, who's stagnated over the last few seasons. I think um, Charlie Diamond is a good young player as well. I think Kira McFo- well, Kira McFoley usually plays around the, the halfback role. He usually plays at number 12, so he probably counted that situation as well. Lachlan Murray is like a live word coming out to the pitch as well. And obviously, if the main man himself, in shape of Gwigan, who was the top scorer last season in the championship, deservedly so, two goals, 52 points, you couldn't ask much more from him. So, like, I think other than David Clifford, Shane McGuigan is definitely up there as one of the best forwards in the country. And do Dublin have that right now? Conor Callan, granted, but I think... I think he's an excellent forward, don't get me wrong, Conor Cannon, but I think Shane McGuigan, as of now, is a better player than him. Uh, Carver Costello, possibly, oh, he had a very good year last year, don't get me wrong. Paul Manning's another player, but I just feel, I definitely agree with Sean there. Yeah, Kerry, Dynasty. Yeah, I think, honestly, that's Kerry team is absolutely superb. But on to Derry, Dermot and Joe Connor in the partnership. Yeah, some Kerry fans have argued that Dermot is half forward, number 10. So I, I don't know what's the story with that, but um, I've mm. I've relations with Kerry, so they're just uh, telling me that. So um, so yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one with a uh, Dublin forwards like Costello had a good year last year, Paul Mannion had a decent year as well. But I think overall, I think McGuigan is one of the best forwards in the country, and that's your answer. If you have him flowing fit in your team, and you give any chance of winning, and you look at Derry's defence in terms of starting as well, Chris McKay is still knocking about. Garth McKinnon, this is excellent. Oren Lynch is like a 15 outfield player there for them. Conor McCluskey performed immensely last season. Um, you have Owen McAvoy, good young player there. Conor Doherty is well able to uh, contribute to the attack as well. So I think Derry, there is a question obviously about their bench. I think Cormac Murphy can contribute to coming onto the pitch there. But I feel Derry's start at 15 is definitely up there with Kerry's at Dublin's. I genuinely think so. Because you look at the team, the players named off the sheet: Brendan Rodgers, Connor Glass, Garrett McInnes, Shane McGuigan, 
um, Noy Lachlan, Kieran McFowl, uh, Gordon Lynch, Chrissy McKay, like they're excellent players. And I think they can't be taken lightly whatsoever, and especially with Wigan up front, it's just a special player. Yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of comments to run through here. James says, loud fan here, seriously think Cork might get relegated considering the showing they had in RD the weekend. Very worried if uh, if I'm a Cork man. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, there the, the very well could be a strong case of uh, of relegation for, for Cork this year. Gavin says, Armagh's kind of high. Russ Common throwing a goalie up at Armagh last year. They were a great team in 2022, but Armagh just play to the fence considering their forwards. It's just one of them between Armagh, Roscommon, Tyrone and Galway. I think you could probably jumble them up and put them any number, really. I don't think there's a lot between a lot of them. I do think, I would agree, I think Armagh and Galway, and that's probably maybe one thing actually about Galway, is that if Galway, because like, Galway changed their football quite considerably from how they played in 2022, and Armagh a little bit as well. Like They're a lot more pragmatic now. They're a lot more defensive. You know, there's a lot like... I've seen Colin Parkinson on Twitter mentioning control as the new sort of buzzword that get that gets sort of sprung around in, in Gaelic football nowadays. And we see Galway, Armagh, like two sides who seem to keep the ball for large parts, but don't maybe take as much risks as they used to. And you feel like if those two were to come out of their shells a little bit, play a bit more on the front football, then maybe they would, you know, kick on and maybe they would be a lot closer to that top three or top four. Because I do think both sides are not a million miles off, in, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's a relevant argument that uh, Gavin makes there about um, Roscommon and Armand, uh, Tyrone and all them, but let's not forget these sorts of results as well. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't think Armand should be six, I personally Galway should be six, but this is the reason why I think you'd have Armand, both Galway, Roscommon and Tyrone, and this is just a reason now. Tyrone drew against Westmead, Roscommon lost to Cork, Galway are very inconsistent in the way they play. So that's probably the reason why. And it's about getting these consistencies. And that that's the thing with between Mayo and Donegal. They're so close together because each and every one of them are very inconsistent with the results. And another thing as well, you ran Kildare at 18. Ross Common lost to them last year. Yeah. So that's 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 another uh, comment about it. We talk about Cork and Kildare struggling. Ross Common lost to both counties last season. So could you really put them in the top six? So that's 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 a relevant argument there. Tyrone as well. Tyrone is the one to disappoint me as well, as well as Galway. They have the talent. There's no doubt about that. It's about consistency. And I keep banging on about this as well. Galway need to be more consistent. Tyrone, do Donegal, Mayo, all them. They need to peak at the right stage and all that. But it's all about getting the components right with these teams. And that's why Derry, Dublin and Kerry are so far ahead of the, the rest of them. Because the consistency levels are so far above those countries. And that's the general reason why. But honestly, I get I, I can actually see why you'd have Armagh above those counties, considering the inconsistencies of the others. Yeah, Shane was saying here as a Kerry man, I think Killian Burke fixes the half forward issue, Potty at eleven, Shawnee at fourteen, Clifford at thirteen. I think Joe and Jermo will settle themselves as the midfield duo. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, look, I mean so Kerry, like you've got Kerry, obviously is a number one as well. So you'll be you'll be fairly confident they're gonna they're gonna win the All Ireland this year. Oh yeah, definitely. I think yeah, they're gonna win this. I think they're gonna get get a cantered monster to be honest with you. I think they'll hammer a team in this quarterfinals like they did against Toronto last year. I think once they come up against Dublin and Derry, 
they need a very good performance. I think the comment actually, uh, this is a completely different sport um, to GA, you know, but Rob Carney actually made a comment about Ireland and New Zealand uh, Rugby World Cup last year. He said that Ireland, if they were at um, 90% or 80 or 90%, I don't know the figure exactly, they would beat New Zealand. The fact they were at 70%, they lost the game. And I think that's a similar situation with Kerry. I think if they're at, let's say, 85% to their level of their 100% performance rate, I think Kerry will beat Dublin. And I think they'll beat Derry as well. But if they're, the thing is, and this is the caveat for Kerry fans, if they're at 70% or they're at 65%, there's trouble there. So there's just a lot of, you know, narratives around this, but I feel if Kerry go along really nicely from here until the end of the season, I think they're really clear favourites for the all around this year. Yeah, maybe not related to GEA, but Gaelic Oasis, Ireland, England in the same uh, Nations League group. So there, there you go. There you go. That could be uh, that could be tasty. Um, Mikey says, where's the Tolshin cut-off point in Division 2? Is it 7th? And above, do you want to explain that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll put it this way if me stay up, then the division three winners will get into the Sam McGuire, um, disregarding any um unknown and um, unexpected results, let's just say. So, if all goes to pan, basically, because we know Claire are on a different side to Cork and Kerry in the Munster Championship, so. Um, it's only second place in Division 3 that doesn't get into the All-Ireland Series, the runner-up in the Division 3 final, but that's only if Meath stay up in Division 2. But if they go down, then the cut-off point is um, sixth place in uh, Division 2. we lost our host there so uh, hopefully our gets back in a few minutes time yeah oh, we're, we're there back we again we're back again apologies there yeah and i'd imagine you, you explained the the whole scenario there around the around the talchin cup but yeah like it's prob- probably is one of them where like if mead finish um seventh then the sixth place team in division two could end up in the talchin cup so suppose like everybody like a lot of teams secretly might be hoping me to actually avoid relegation because you feel like that could really mess the the whole thing up that's the thing yeah and i think other than carl gildare this present moment in time i think everybody be just hoping for me to stay open particularly i think the one side that would lose if me go down or down no pun intended here by the way but um yeah i think down like if they canter home a division three this year and then end up being in the Tartan Cup anyway. I think that would be a kick in the teeth for him. Really would. You know, and to be honest, given Down's trajectory, I don't think they deserve that. I think they have a good team coming up through the ranks of the likes of Warren Murdoch, um, 
Daniel Guinness all them. I think they're very, very good players. Pat Haven, obviously. And um, obviously, Conor Laverty has them in good light at the moment. So I think it would be a kick in the teeth for them if Mead do actually go down. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll run through the uh, the um, power rankings just before uh, we finish up and run through them all again. So 32nd is Waterford, 31st London, Longford 30th, Tipperary 29th, Limerick 28th, Carlo 27th, Wexford 26th, Leitrim 25th, Leash 24th and Wicklow is 23rd. Sligo 22nd, Clare 21st, Offaly 20th, Antrim 19th, Kildare 18th, Westmead 17th, Down 16th, Mead 15th, Cavan 14th, and Fermanagh 13th. And then the top 12, Cork 12th, Loud 11th, Donegal 10th, Roscommon 9th, Tyrone 8th, Galway 7th, Armagh 6th, Monaghan 5th, Mayo 4th, Derry 3rd, Dublin 2nd, and Kerry in 1st. Come the end of the championship season, do you think that Kerry will still be ranked 1st, Dublin will still be ranked 2nd? Or you reckon Derry will uh, jump the queue a little bit and finish second? I think Derry will be second and Kerry will be first. That's my honest mm. uh, opinion towards the end of the season. I think Kerry will win the All-Ireland if all goes to plan. And as Rob Cardi would have quoted there, if Kerry are at 85, 90% in games, I think they'll win the All-Ireland. Yeah, Mikey says, imagine if Down and Antrim get promoted and Westmead and Clare get to provincial finals, not impossible. Yeah, like, and that's the thing, like, if Kildare get relegated and they're on that side of the draw in the Leinster Championship as well, it could just, again, that could completely, like, imbalance the whole scenario. And would, you would feel so bad for a side like Antrim missing out, you know, on the, on, on the All-Ireland series if they were to, um, if that was to happen. But... Yeah, look, that's been the power rankings. That's been uh, all 32 sides in uh, Gaelic football right now, ranked from 32 down to one. Let us know in the comments down below what are your power rankings. Let us know which ones you disagree with. Let us know what you agree with uh, as well. And um, as always, hit the like button and subscribe. Apologies for a few connection issues there towards the end. I definitely need to sort this uh, internet problem out. But yeah, Matthew, cheers very much for coming on. And anyone who tuned in, we'll speak to you all soon.